0: Hey, and thanks for tuning in to the Father's House podcast. The Father's House exists to see people discover life in Jesus. We hope that today's message brings you fresh life and renewed hope as you listen. Enjoy. Do me a favor, would you stand to your feet and can we give a Father's House welcome to Moran as he comes to share the word all the way from Israel. I love you too. I love you too, Pastor. Thank you very much for the kind introduction. Thank you for having us here. Um, It's truly a blessing for me to be here with you this morning. And you know, my parents did not know that they are giving me a prophetic name. Because the Bible does say that it's gonna take the morons of the world to bring shame on the wise. So I have no problem with my name and I'm very good with my name, I'm very secure. I, I, if you want to know more about the ministry, you can log on to our uh, website, uh, which is www.hope4israel.org. And I want to tell you something about this picture. Earlier, um, I came and I, I went to the back and they showed me some options, and there is a beautiful picture of our website with the website address. And they said, do you want that picture or do you want this picture? And I wanted this picture because this picture connects us. I was asked earlier, what is the highlight of your time in the U.S.? We've been traveling, I've been on the road already five weeks, traveling all over from California to um, the other country, Texas. And Louisiana, so if I say all y'all, please forgive me for that. And, And then to Florida and back to California and just like all over. But the highlight of my trip was the least expected one. And it's my time here. God gave me a heart to your city. And this city will forever be cherished in my heart. During the worship, I was walking around and, and I, I like to in a seat and pray. And I almost came to Pastor Tim and, and said, I have a word. I mean, it was burning. I was like holding myself not to come and say, Can I come here and say the word? And the word was exactly what Pastor Tim came and told you. (laughs) A couple of weeks ago, the Lord gave me a picture. And the picture was during the time of worship. During the time of worship, I was looking up, and suddenly I saw no roof. And then I saw no walls. And then I saw God wanting to break chains that are holding us to this ground. So the person that is struggling, God loves you so much that he took a crazy pastor from San Francisco and a moron from Israel to come here today to say that you want to break whatever chains that is holding you. And friends, we are the ones that are chaining ourselves to the ground. And at times the walls, the roof, can chain us down. And God wants so much more. Yesterday we were walking in the streets. And we were like, the demons woke up today. <laughs> All over. After a few days walking in the streets of San Francisco, we didn't feel what we saw yesterday. And my wife tells me, there need to be a deliverance. By the way, it's, none of that is on the notes. So I don't know when we're going to be gone, uh, stopping. And next service can just join us, Okay. <laughs> I may repeat that. And she said, we, we we need to be deliverance here. And you have the key for the deliverance of this city. But before you can go and use that key to open others' chains, you have to first open your own chains. And it's not with religion, it's not with great talks. It's by seeing people in the same way God sees people. It wasn't great religion, it wasn't great theology, it wasn't anything that brought me to a place where I can be on stage today. In fact, if you talk to me before I became a follower of the Messiah, and you'll talk to me about the great God that you believe in, most likely I will punch you in your face. Because I didn't believe that there is a great God. I was asking myself, where is this God And where was this God on January 22nd, 1995? It was during my time serving in the Israeli army. Nothing special, mandatory for all of us in Israel. But that day I was on the road going to a new unit. When we got the news that in my old unit, the location where we used to meet every Sunday to go to our bases, there was a suicide attack. And in the evening, names started to come. 21 soldiers, one civilian, was, mer- were murdered in that attack. Several of those soldiers were close friends of mine. And when I would say close friends of mine, it's, these are your brothers, anyone who is, by the way, anyone who served either in military here, or served in military, or served in the police department, fire department, can we say thank you to them for their service? because I know the price that we have to pay. And naturally that incident brought a lot of anger and hatred into my heart. So when I say that if you talk to me about a good God back then I'll punch you in the face, I mean it. Finished my army service, went back to my old life, farmer during the day, disjockey jockey at nightclubs during the night, I had a big throw back then. <laughs> don't believe me. Ask Pastor Tim and Robin. They saw the picture. I not know. Maybe for the second service I'll send it to you. <laughs> and my life was full of stuff. And six months after I finished the army on a Friday night before I go to one of the nightclubs, I hear on the News that another officer died in southern Lebanon. Back then we were in southern Lebanon, and then they said his name, and it was another close friend of mine. And at that point I said, I'm done with this country. That was the reality that we had to face in the mid-90s. So I left Israel, and I came here to the US. And a few months after I came here to the US, I was invited to come and visit a church. I was curious to see what the church is all about because being Jewish the church is not for me. I knew a bunch of things about the church the most boring place with the most boring people on the face of the earth (laughs) I didn't meet you back then okay but one of the things that I knew about the church and Christians was a lie that I grew up with that said that the nazis were christians now those of you who don't know who were the nazis please learn your history those that systematically murdered 6 million of our people in europe not long ago and when they were doing this they they kept yelling to our people you christ killers because the Nazis considered themselves as Christians. So for me to come to a church was a big step. And to my surprise, I actually met nice people. So I started to come. They had great music. I was the DJ. jockey. I liked music. So I started to come. Until one time the pastor was talking about the blindness of the Jewish people. He said that the Jewish people think that they know God, but they don't know God in the personal way. He was talking about a man named Jesus that said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And nobody can come to the Father but through me. And I'm sitting there and I was filled with anger. By the way, for those of you who sit in the back of the church, I was sitting in the back of the church, so that will not prevent God from calling you into full-time ministry and to bring you to the front row. So I'm just telling you, you want to be safe, be somewhere closer here, not in the back of the church. It's true, actually. So I went to the pastor and I said, Pastor, how come you talk about my people that way? You guys are hypocrites. You say you love my people, but here you talk against my people. One of my closest friends who was killed in the suicide attack was a young religious Jewish man. How can you tell me that he did not know God in a personal way? So he smiled. Because that's what pastors do. That's what they learn in seminary, how to smile. Sorry, Pastor Tim. I know that's why I'm saying that. And he asked me, have you ever read the Old Testament? I said to him, sometimes when I was young, have you ever read the New Testament? What is the New Testament? He said, he said, go home and read it and come back and talk to me. Now my dear brothers and sisters, whenever I'll share God's story of my life, I'll always say this, two pages in your Bibles that don't belong there, two white pages One says the two words Old Testament, the other one says New Testament. Tears them apart that don't belong in your Bibles. And before you stone me, let me give you an explanation. Well-meaning believers come to me with a great smile and said, You know, Moran, your people are Jewish people, are wonderful people. I say, Oh, thank you. But they are missing the most important piece of the puzzle. I said, what is the most important piece of the puzzle? I said, the Messiah. Without that piece, the puzzle will never be completed. And I look at them and I smile back. I know how to smile. I didn't go to seminary. I said, you know, I agree with you. My people are missing the most important piece of the puzzle. The Messiah. Without that piece, that is the central piece. The puzzle will never be completed. But there is a problem. What is the problem, they ask. I say, you have one small piece of the puzzle, but you are missing the rest. How do you know where it fits? We say that he is the fulfillment of prophecy, where the vast majority of believers don't even know one prophecy that he has fulfilled. We made them two gods, the ones that belong to the old, is old, and the ones that belong to the new, is new. Is either the same one that was yesterday, today, them forever, or is not. And if you wanna know the God that can break your chains, you better start reading the Bible from the beginning. And if you don't understand what you are reading, it's okay. Don't forget you have a Holy Spirit that God has entrusted to you, and ask him to reveal the truth from the word to you but back then I didn't know it so I said I went back home found a small book on the bookshelf was looking for something to read it was a book God's story of another Israeli person how he became a follower of the Messiah I took that book and as I was reading that book, the Holy Spirit touched me. The amazing thing about that book is that it was given to my roommate who was not a believer. She's still not a believer. She never read it. She just put it at home on the bookshelf, and it was waiting for me. Because it was God's perfect timing for me to read that book. In the same way, it was God's perfect timing to bring you here today. Because he knew what you need to hear at the end of the book I had no doubt that God is real and I said forgive me of my sins please come to my life in fact there are two invitations in that book one is to recommit yourself to the Lord the other one is to ask him to your life I said both prayers just in case I wanted to make sure I'm doing the right thing but the next morning I woke up and, and, and I said God, God I'm Jewish This Jesus is for the Christians. I had to call my mom and and break the great news. Hey, I started to believe in God and I believe that his name is Jay because back then I didn't know him by his Hebrew name, why? And for her it's the same one that big part of our family was murdered in his name. Say, God, I want to know that I 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 know that you are real. And, friends, someone here today, you may have been coming to church, you may be raising your hands, you may be doing all those great things, but deep inside you, you don't know that you know that you know that you know. That he is real. Ask him. Because I don't believe in a dead God, I believe in a living God. And so started God's story in my life. As God's followers, we are on a journey. A journey which starts at the time that we decide to say yes to him, but at that point we say no to ourselves. A journey that starts at the time that our story is no longer our story, but it becomes his story in our lives. A story in which God is conforming us to his image and that in and through us, as his ambassadors, he is reconciling the world back to himself. But the key for this story to become a reality is to make the Lord the shepherd of your life. And I believe that the most important question that a person can ask themselves is, Have I made the Lord the shepherd of my life? Now the common answer, of course, is going to be yes. I believe. Have you made him the shepherd of your life in every area of your life? And I can finish right now, but I'm not going to do it. I want you to now ask yourself, have I made him the shepherd of my life? Over that sin that I can't let go of? Over that anxiety that I cannot let go of? Over that fear that I can't let go of? Have I made him the shepherd of my life? Well, before I came, before we came to the U.S., I always asked God, God, give me a word. Give me a word to the body of believers. And the word for this trip is now What? Because we can come here and we can give a word. And Pastor Tim gave you a word. We did not coordinate it. It was the Holy Spirit who coordinated it. And you can come and you can say, wow, it's been amazing. It's been wonderful. Wow, Pastor Tim, thank you for bringing a guest from Israel. I'm glad I was able to understand his accent. So that's a miracle for itself. And then you go home and you have been confronted in the same area that you're dealing with, and if nothing has changed, then I've wasted my time. I've wasted my time. We're so focused as believers on what we've been saved from that we forget it's not about what we've been saved from but it's all about what we've been saved for big difference so what have I been saved from that will inspire me for what I've been saved for as believers we don't do what we do because of what we We'll get, like all other religions, we've been freed from the yoke of religion. As believers, we do what we do because of what we got. But the key foundation is to make the Lord the shepherd of your life. So I thought that today I would like to share just a few thoughts and a few words from a psalm that really speaks about making the Lord the shepherd of your life which is Psalm 23. But first, I would like to read to you Psalm 23 in Hebrew. And the reason that I want to read it to you in Hebrew is that I want to prepare you for heaven. Because in heaven, we are all going to speak Hebrew. So you better start practicing. And one of the reasons that I can't wait for heaven is that all of you will have accents and we will try to understand what you're saying. <laughs> this is where I need the glasses. Mizmor Morle David, Adonai ro'i lo achsar. deshi arbitseni, Al mei menuchot Nafshiya Nafshi יניחני במעגלי צדק למן שמו, גם כי אלך בגי צלמוות לא עירה כי אתה עימדי. שבטך ומשנתך אמא נחמוני, תערוך לפני שולחן נגד צורריי. דישנתה בשמן רושי כוסי רוויה, אך טוב וחסד ירדפוני כל ימי חיי, ושבתי בבית אדוני לאורך ימים. And since I have the gift of interpretation, let me translate this to you. A Psalm of David. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not lack. He causes me to lie in green grass, pastures. He leads me beside steel or comfort waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in circles of righteousness for his name's sake. Even when I walk in the valley that reflects the shadow of death. I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You set a table before me against my adversaries. You anointed or fertilized my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely only goodness and grace pursue me all the days of my life, and I will dwell or rest in the house of the Lord. For length of day. When King David wrote this psalm, I believe that he opened with the words, "The Lord as is my shepherd," as a declaration of faith. In fact, he used the Hebrew letters Yud A Vav A, which is one of the ways we call God, verses the parallel way we call Elohim. So it's a singular way that shows of a personal relationship with the one who was, who is, and who is to come. Very similar to our Messiah. You know, in in the Bible, we... All y'all and I If you don't understand my English, go to Texas We are compared to a very interesting animal That animal knows one thing to do very well, just like we do Meh, meh, meh We are compared to the sheep Not the wisest animal, to say the least But there are a few qualities that the sheep has. The sheep knows its shepherd. The sheep listens to its shepherd. The sheep trusts its shepherd. The sheep follows its shepherd. It's only when you truly know him that you can continue with these words, I shall not lack. It's because of what we have seen the Lord doing in the past that give us a confidence in the present which will give us an immense faith and hope for the future. You want to know God. You really want to know God. You need to get off the boat of comfort. Peter said, if it's you, tell me to get off the boat. And walk on water. There was no doubt it is Him. Come. But it's only when you walk on the water that you will know that God is real. Because otherwise you just know about Him, but you don't know Him. So when you make the Lord the shepherd of your life, it's only then that you can follow with the words, I shall not faith, I shall not lack. It's only then that you know that he is the one who causes you to lie down in green grass or pastures. Because it's when I know him that I can trust him. And when I know him, I know that I'm in the right place. And I know that my shepherd will be the one that will take me to the right place. And that without him, I will not be able to go anywhere. In fact, the sheep, from what I was told, they are blind, colorblind. So they will be with their heads down getting that green grass. But you know what's amazing? When the green grass is no longer green and it's not good for you, they don't know to move on because they need the shepherd to say, let's go. And sometimes we start with excitement about God and we we are in his word and we are, wow, it's amazing. Siri, Hopefully, one day you will understand what I was saying. Okay, I'm, I'm still praying for you, Siri. What a perfect timing. Do you want me to repeat myself? We get stuck and we don't know that the food that we are eating is no longer nourishing and good for us. And you know what we get stuck on? On ourselves. He leads me beside still or comfort waters, and and the word here in Hebrew is mei menuchot, which means restful waters. God wants to give you rest. He wants to give you peace. He wants you to dwell. In his everlasting peace, he don't want you to walk with every load that you are carrying, which he already took away from you. It's only when I make the Lord the shepherd of my life that I can say and know that he restores my soul. God is in the business of restoration. Restoration. There is nothing that you have done or you are doing right now that God cannot restore. He wants to break those chains and he wants to restore your inner being, but you need to let him restore. And I know he's talking to someone right now. Will you do it? In a few minutes, in theory, I'll be done. And then there will be times that there will be worship and there will be times that you'll have an opportunity to receive prayer. But will you take that step and come and say, I need restoration. I don't care how many years you've been walking with the Lord. I don't care what others think about you. Will you fear God more than you fear man today and allow him to bring restoration and let go of yourself and receive prayer, healing, and deliverance? Put these traps over here. The Lord will encourage, he will revive, he will strengthen, he will comfort, he will sanctify your inner being, your soul, if you will allow him. But in in order to receive restoration, you need to have an encounter with him. He leads me in circles of righteousness for his name's sake. it's not about you when you said yes to him you said no to yourself now he leads us in circles of righteousness for his name's sake friends, take the me out of the picture it's all about him he is the one that's going to lead you, if you will allow him so the walk, as we walk with him is leading us in circles of righteousness why? because it's all about him So can we get out from our lives the me? Can we get out of our lives that one word that we really love? But but you don't understand? I do understand. I walk just like you. I deal with fears just like you. I deal with struggles just like you last night. Your pastor spoke a word into my life, not knowing that I've been dealing with some fears in my life. Not knowing that that word actually will prepare me for what came afterward when I got back to my hotel room and all hell broke loose. So it's not about us, it's all about him and we need to stop giving excuses and make a step and start to live what we believe. Otherwise don't say that you believe. The Hebrew word for leads" is yanecheni, which means to lead, to direct, to guide, to instruct, to officiate, to moderate. Again, another word that comes in that word, is Nach, which means to rest. Actually, there is also the word Noach, which means Noah, and probably bring us back to that everlasting covenant that God has made with us. It's only when you make the Lord the shepherd of your life that you can say with full assurance that even when I walk in the valleys that reflects the shadow of death, because that's what the word says. It's not the shadow of death. It's the valley that reflects the shadow of death, because he has redeemed you from death. So you walk in the valley that reflects the shadow of death. You will fear no evil. And friends, if you've been promised by someone, I know you haven't been promised, that all things will be great for you once you said yes to the Lord, if they said, oh, just raise your hand, everything will be perfect, they lied. Simply they lied. Because what I read is that we're promised persecution, hatred, all these other great things. But even when I walk in the valley that reflects the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Why? Because the word says, imadi, which means you are standing with me. And the best way for me to illustrate this to you is, right now, I may not walk safely. Come here. I walk very safely now. Come on, who, who wants to come against me? Other than you, of course, but who wants to come against me? So if I feel safe, if my brother is walking with me, thank you very much, you did a great job. How much safer will I feel when I know that God is walking with me? And all I have to do is grab hold of him because he is here. It's not a doubt. The question is whether or not you know it and you grab hold of it. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. And the Hebrew words here for rod and staff, shivtecha ve-mishantecha. Shevet means tribe, the one that held all the tribes with him. Mishenet means to lean on. God uses staff. He's using his staff. To protect us, the shepherd uses the staff when the wolves come to protect. So we can lean on him, we can trust on him. And sometimes to say, Andale, Andale. Let's get out of our comfort zone and get going. You set the table before me against my adversaries. It's amazing that God will provide. You are one of the greatest example of that. It took a call, and God is miraculously providing for you, doubling your numbers, all of those great things, in spite of the fact that outside there is a city full of demons that want to destroy you. But God will continue to provide for you as long you remain in him. You anointed, someone said it's hot here. What's happening to San Francisco? It used to be cold. You anoint my head with oil, my cup overflows. And the word here for anointing is dishanta barosh, dishanta roshi, and it means fertilizing. It's not just that God gives you the anointing. One time, He will constantly give you the anointing when you walk with Him. I have a question. Are you blessed by your pastors? Yes? You believe that they are anointed? Yes? This is not a a shameless plug. Uh, um, Are you blessed by your worship team? You believe that they are anointed? What is God calling you to? Because if you're not doing your job with the anointing that God has called you to, they cannot do their job with the anointing that God called them to. Will you make the Lord the shepherd of your life? It's only when you make the the Lord the shepherd of your life that you know that only goodness and grace. It's not because of you, it's because of him that his grace will follow you all the days of your life. Once you make him the shepherd of your life, his grace will follow you all the days of my life. Uh, Carlos, you know, I gave you a compliment, and you already come up, so I will finish. I mean, can you see that? only goodness and grace pursue me all the days of my life, and I will dwell, rest in the house of the Lord for length of day. The Hebrew word says here, veshavti bevet Adonai, and out of this one word we can take out. dwell out of this word Shavti, we can take out the word Lashevet. I'll sit in the house of the Lord out of this word you take the Hebrew word Shabbat the Sabbath an amazing sign that God has given us from the beginning of a covenant everlasting covenant of restoration of the fact that he gave us the sabbath not because he was tired of creating us men but because after the peak of his creation he wanted to have fellowship with us so he knew that he needs to give us a day so he can have fellowship with us but it's also shavti which means return So he knew that we'll forget about him because of all the busyness of life. So he gave us one day that we can actually take the time to return. To be restored. To be reminded that it's all about him. It's not about us. So will you make the Lord the shepherd of your life today right now in that area that he's calling you to don't wait for tomorrow don't think oh I'm going to go out you live in San Francisco, it's dangerous here and I'm not joking make him the shepherd of your life right here right now right at this moment in a minute Pastor Tim is going to come here and he's going to pray for you but for those of you that the Lord touched you and called you for the first time to make him the shepherd of your life I exhort you get out of your seat come here and make him the shepherd of your life for those who are called right now for restoration for healing to break the chains I exhort you get up right now don't worry about what others may think about you and come here and make a declaration of faith, and allow God to bring healing and deliverance to your life. Hey, thanks for taking the time to listen to the Father's House podcast. We hope it helped you wherever you're at in your journey. And listen, we want to pray with you if you're going through something right now that's difficult. You can go to our website, tfh.church, and click on the Prayer and Praise link, and tell us how to join you in prayer. Until next time, be blessed.